So I did not tell the children that the first time I did that trust exercise was at a Bible camp with my confirmation students, and I had to put myself on the line. I had to stand on top of a picnic table like this, eyes closed and fall back like a board, completely flat into the arms of the confirmation students. That was trust. I actually looked back to make sure there was enough of them in line to catch all of me. Because <laughs> I was a little worried about that. And they always had someone at the end of the line to catch your head so they didn't snap your head back. So it was all well-trained. Everything was good. Um, it took me about uh, 30 seconds for that to happen. There is a difference in walking the path and checking a map. It's pretty obvious, right? You check the map to see where I want to go, uh, where I might want to go. But it's different than actually walking the path. You can actually go out and aimlessly follow any path, uh, go out into the woods and just go anywhere you like, wherever your foot wants to go, call it an adventure. But then I suppose you might be like J.R.R. Tolkien said in The Lord of the Rings, it's a dangerous business, Frodo, going out your door. You step out onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. I think that's the part about our journey in faith that's difficult. We don't always know where we're going to be swept off into as we start this path. And we have all kinds of spiritual practices. You know, we, we, we pray, and we have Bible study, and we have meditation, and we gather weekly for the Sabbath and the Word and Sacrament. Those are all spiritual practices. But sometimes we find ourselves swept off in a direction far from where God is pointing. In the last uh, couple of Sundays, we've been dealing with a couple of psalms. And last Sunday was a praise psalm. This Sunday is giving thanks You might not think there's a lot of difference between those two, but there can be. But even in a praise or thanksgiving psalm, uh, once we've given thanks and once we've praised God, we're not always sure what to do with that or where to go next in our journey. When I was at one of the continuing education events at Luther Seminary in uh, St. Paul, uh, it was a long day of a lot of lecturing, and thankfully it ended where there's still enough of the day that the sun was shining. I could go out to Lake Como and take a wonderful brisk walk around the lake. It was at least two miles around the lake. And it, was, it really was a gorgeous day. It was warm. It was sunny. There were geese, and there were ducks in the lake, and there were people who were jogging and biking and just having a great time. I just... It's like, thank you, God, for this beauty. And then it suddenly occurred to me, maybe as I'm walking around the lake, I should just give God thanks for all the things that come to my mind. And see if I end my thanks before I end my walk. That was my game. I had to give thanks for things I really cared about. Well, this is a two-mile walk, but I didn't walk very fast at all. I kind of was a very leisure walk, so it was at least 30 minutes to 40 minutes. And I did not run out of things to say thank you for. 
Not even close. Not even close. I found that the more I gave thanks, the more I could think of other things to give thanks for. But I will say this. At the end of that walk, I had no more direction about what to do with my gratitude than I did before. And I didn't know any more than I did at the end of the day what to do with all the learning I had just received and how to use it for my congregation. That's the difference between spiritual practices and having direction about where to go. They're sometimes two different things. We often praise God. God is good. God is great. All the time. God is good. God is great. All the time. Yeah, all the time. Yep, absolutely. Now, do you feel any better about how, what you should do as a congregation or where you should go next? <laughs> Not really. You're more receptive to God's direction and giving thanks and praise. But we still need that extra element about where to go and what to do. And we're not always given it when we need it. And that's what this psalm is about. This psalm of thanksgiving is still thanking God after one has been tested, after one has been saved from some jaws of a great crisis. So the opening statement in this psalm says, I waited patiently. But really what it means is, a better translation would be, I waited and waited and waited and waited patiently. It has an entirely different sense to it. You're waiting a long time for this deliverance to come. And you're facing a crisis. And this psalm is saying... This is the time to still give thanks to God. The writer, in their experience, their ship has sailed. They've encountered the storm. They've been delivered. And they've reached a new shore. But now that they've reached the new shore, there's no longer that naivete that all is always well, all will be well, and all will be as it once was. That naivete is gone. But there's a new orientation. Yes, life is difficult. Yes, uh, we find that life has crises. And yet, because we have trusted and given thanks to God, we bear witness to the surprising gift of new life just when we did not expect it. The most famous version of Psalm 40 is by the rock band U2. And often at the end of their live concerts, they would uh, end their series with this song. And it was simply titled 40 for Psalm 40. And here are the lyrics. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit, out of the miry clay. I will sing a new song sing a new song. How long to sing this song? How long to sing this song? How long 
How long, how long, how long to sing this song? He set my feet upon a rock and made my steps firm. Many will see and many will see and fear. I will sing, sing a new song. I really find that they captured that waiting and longing and waiting in the midst of this deliverance or waiting so long for it. Having thanks and trust in that experience is different. There are many, actually, versions of Psalm 40. It really becomes an important part of our worship life in the church. Uh, Sylvia Purdy wrote one for children, and this is her version for children. She says, uh, the title of it is, Take Courage, My Heart. God is my light. God is my savior. Why be afraid? God is my safety. My God is my home. I won't be afraid. Sure, I might get teased. I might get hurt. But I don't need to be scared. Okay, people will call me names and will try to bully me, but I will stand tall. Some days are bad days. That's okay. Some people say nasty things. That's okay. Because I'm hidden with Jesus in the safest place, in the arms of God. Like sleeping in a tent, like standing high on a tall rock where nothing can get me. With God's care around me, I will sing and dance and shout for joy. With God's face shining on me, I will be patient through bad days. I will be strong. Take courage, my heart. Lean on God. Amen.